Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and I have a special guest for you. Her name's Christina Raider. Uh, what we're going to be discussing in this week's episode is how you stay true to your calling. Now, every single one of us, we have a calling, and it's just haunting at us. Some of us have never even found it yet, but it's that little voice that sits in your corner that goes, Hey, hey, Leonard, hey, John, hey, Christina, you got to do this. You got to do this. <laughs> and sometimes we follow it, sometimes we trust it, and sometimes we pay no attention to it. So, Christina, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yeah. Thanks for having me on today, Leonard. Um, oh, anytime. Oh, so, Yeah. Um, so I'm Christina Rader, um, born and raised in Dubuque, Iowa, which is right on the Mississippi River in the Bluffs. And um, yeah, I, don't, I do marketing. <laughs> oh, cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So um, how long have you been doing marketing for? So I have been doing it pretty much my whole career. Um, I went to school for journalism at Drake University in Des Moines, and I majored in, um, well, journalism, and then minored in design. I got burned out writing before I even graduated, so that's not good. (laughs) You're like, I'm uh, I'm over this career. (laughs) I was, yeah, my first job out of school, I was um, hired as a graphic designer, which I did that for three years, and then I got burned out doing that. Um, and then a job opened up at a local community bank and it was an advertising coordinator and I got to do a little bit of writing and a little bit of design and it was the best of both worlds. And I just learned that I can't sit and do the same thing all day long. I need variety. Yeah, variety is pretty important, and I, I, I try to have as much variety as I can in my life. That's why some days I go for the Almond Joy, and some days I go for the 100 grand, and some days I go for, you know, the Snickerdoodles, cookies, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> so you grew up yeah. near the uh, Mississippi River. How's that like? It's fine. Um, yeah, there's there's some, we call ourselves river rats if we like to go out on the river and, um, you know, enjoy the water sports out there. Um, but it, at the same time, you know, Dubuque is a little bit different than the rest of Iowa. I was pretty flat, um, but Dubuque has the bluffs, and so we have some hills. And so in the winter, there's skiing. Um, so, yeah, it's not bad. It's a community of about 60,000, so it's not too big, um, but not too small that we don't have, you know, we have some some decent shopping in the area. And, um you know, it's not like a town where everybody knows everybody. Not anything That's pretty like that. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, how do you feel crime. when you like travel to like big cities? Oh, I love going to big cities. Yeah. In fact, when I was in college, I thought, you know, I'm going to go and I want to live the big city life um, and experience that before settling down and having a family. But. Um, <laughs> My husband, um, we we married right out of school, and he's from an even smaller town than I am, um, like 12,000, and wow. he didn't want to move to a big city. I'm like, really? You're, you're a sports marketing major. What are you going to do with that if you don't move to a big city? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, we didn't. We, we kind of, we moved back here to Dubuque, and um, I never thought I'd be back, but I I love it. You know, it's a great place to raise a family and be close to our own families. So, yeah. That's awesome. So what did that little voice tell you today, that little voice that says, stay true to your calling? What was it whispering to you? What was it whispering today? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, it wasn't whispering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> today, it was just, you know, just, just be true to myself, be authentic, um, you know, and, and just be honest. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. you've been listening to this voice for a while. 
I, I mean, it's been talking to you your entire life. When did you start listening to it? You know, I, I think I've always kind of listened to it. Um, you know, I, you go, like, for example, high school, I've always been, I've always excelled in, um, like, English and language in school. Those are my, my top subjects. So going and, and studying journalism in college, that seemed like a natural extension um, just because it was, I have a natural ability for it. Um, and, you know, listening to myself when I realized, you know what, I don't want to do this all day long. I can't, I can't, I'm burned out writing and just falling back on, on the other thing that I was good at was design, you know, that was kind of, yeah, I guess just listening, paying attention and um, knowing yeah, you know, just trying different things and not being afraid to try it, you know. But I guess the biggest thing for me is trying to discern when that voice is is um, guiding you in the right way versus mm-hmm. when it's steering you down a wrong path, you know. And so how do you know, is this a voice I should be listening to or not? Because there's, you know, the good voice and the bad voice. And so that discernment part, I think it comes from life experiences. Um, it comes from what you put into your mind, where you spend your time. Um, so if you're putting a lot of garbage in your mind, then you can expect to get garbage out. Well, you know? What would you so, consider to be garbage? What do I consider to be garbage? Well, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of cultural things out there that you know, maybe aren't the best thing for you. Like, um, you know, uh, violence and um, just just kind of the things that aren't good and wholesome, you know? So I, I do try to spend, and, you know, everybody does it. You, you and I'm, I don't, it's like a path that you have to go down, I think. You have to experience it. You have to know what's out there to know, you know what, this isn't this isn't good. This isn't right. This isn't what what's right for me. And there's a better way, you know. So, yeah, I guess I, I'm a person of faith, and so I I spend time with my church, and I spend time with the Bible, and that's where I feel like I get that discernment, um, so that I know what what's good and what's bad, and what voice to listen to. And. Like, um, so while you're listening to these voices, I mean, it could get pretty confusing because one thing could say, go do this, and the other voice could say the exact opposite thing. Like, um, Exactly. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't have this kind of intuition where they're like, oh, I'm going to follow this one. But there's some tips that you could provide on, like, how to figure out which one's the right voice to listen to. Like, one says, go eat cupcakes, and one says, go eat pie. <laughs> I mean, that's a very basic example, but, I I mean, they can get a little bit more convoluted than that. Right. And both cupcakes and pie aren't necessarily good for you, either one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, You know, I guess it's just, it's really about just research and really um, research, whether that's, you know, if if it's something that's more intuitive, that's... Um, you know, if it's more not, if there's not like a black and white answer, then that's where I say, you know, I, I look to the Bible, but if it's something that's more like, um, something I'm trying to think, well, something like it, should I have cupcakes or pie? You know, then you do the research and you, you look at what scientific findings say, um, you know, should I be, what, what is healthier? Well, there's fruit and pie, so that could be considered healthier. How much sugar is in each, and you know that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. I, I've done research on a few things, but when it comes to eating, I don't understand those calorie calorie labels. It can get pretty confusing. So back when you were doing graphic design, like what kind of company were you doing graphic designs for? I started out at a printing company um, that had a kind of a little mini agency within it, and. Um, it, it, uh, they, they really, in essence, were almost competing with our customers 
um, which is interesting because uh, some of their some as a printing company, you rely on advertising agencies to send you printing jobs. So um, when we were out trying to get graphic design jobs, then we were really competing with our customers. So it wasn't the best scenario. But, you know, when the work slowed down, then um, I started looking, and uh, one of our clients was a local bank. And so they actually were hiring a graphic designer internally. So that was my opportunity to um, to move out of that position and into more of an advertising and communications role. I did that for about six years. And then um, another position opened up as a marketing director at another bank. And I did that for six years. And I enjoyed it very much. Um, I got to do a little bit of everything. But, you know, my whole life there was this little voice. Um, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My dad was in pest control. And my mom um, owned a little craft store. And I kind of always thought about owning my own business and, and doing my own thing. So... Um, after 12 years in banking, I took the leap and went out on my own, which was really scary, leaving a nice cushy job, um, with reliable income and going out to something that, uh, was not so reliable. I was earning, when I left the bank, about the same amount of money as my husband. So, and we had two kids and a mortgage, so to go out and, um, you know, to go out and and take that risk was, it was scary for sure, but there was just something in me that, you know, was calling me to that and I just, I just uh, took took the leap and put my faith that it would work out. One of the things that's pretty interesting is Christina mentioned about how she went out there and she was able to go and uh, take a leap of faith and go into entrepreneurship. And guess what? Right here is exactly where she is. She took that leap of faith and it worked out because I'm talking to her today. Right, Christina? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So what gave you that courage to really take that leap of faith? I remember the first time I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I really had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, yeah, what? I'm just going to do it. And for me, I got crushed, but I was just naive and stuff. But what, what, what made you really want to go out there and take that leap? Like, what was that undying urge? What was that voice in your head saying? Yeah, well, um, like I said, you know, I kind of grew up in an entrepreneurial family and um, – I just, my dad owned a pest control company and he would often ask me um, questions about, you know, different advertising things and such. And I came to realize, um, you know, he doesn't, small business owners like him, they don't have anybody that they can really trust that has, that's like an unbiased opinion about how to invest their marketing dollars. And you know, like advertising agencies traditionally would focus more on bigger customers um, that had more money. And so I just, I felt a calling to, to help the small business owner and, and to, um, you know, I, I don't know why I'm always, I've always been aligned with a little guy. I always like the underdog. Um, even in sports, I, I always cheer for the, for the underdog and I get no really patriots. excited when they win. What was that? No, no Patriots for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big. I don't. I don't follow a lot of sports, but when I when I do follow them, I like it when the little guy wins. <laughs> <laughs> no Tom Brady. <laughs> right. He's going out there and won like championship after championship. You're like you're you're not the underdog. I'm not ready for you at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if they have if they have a backstory of being an underdog and they and they come up from behind, then then. Yeah, then they're more fun to root for for me. But, yeah, I don't know. I just always have an affinity for them. And um, so, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to help small business owners and local mom-and-pop shops. And so um, I just I felt called to do that. And I felt um, that it was kind of where God was leading me. And so I thought, you know what, if I'm doing what 
God wants me to do, he's not going to let me fail. So, um, so I did it with that faith in mind. Um, you know, and again, having, uh, you know, being a breadwinner for half of our household income was scary, you know? And so my husband and I, before I left the bank, um, we decided to save half of my paycheck and put it all into savings. Number one, to see if we could live on a reduced income. And then number two, to build up our savings accounts so that we would have that cushion. And so we did that for a year before I left. And um, I'm so grateful that we did that. That's pretty awesome that you did that. And I, I'm pretty sure this is like the perfect point where we should skip to a commercial break because our audience is on the hook wondering what happens next. But um, you can always find me at LeonardKim.com and at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter. Where can you find you, Christina? I am at Rethink-Marketing.com. And with that, we'll be back with a commercial break. After this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Welcome back, everyone. It's Leonard Kim and Christina Reeder, and we're going to be discussing what we left off on. So Christina had a dream to go out there and build her own business, and she went into the wild, wild west, and her and her husband decided to save half of her income for a while. Then... What happened next? (laughs) Then I went out and hit the streets. Um, Well, I turned in my resignation. um, And when I did that, they asked me to stay on for six weeks, I believe, and um, transition the new marketing director into place. Um, So I did. And they also asked me that not to build my business, not to promote myself until I was until I was um, officially finished with the bank. So that was kind of scary not to be able to um, (laughs) go out there and go live and start trying to generate that new income. Um, But again, I just, I put my faith in God and just trusted that it would all work out. And, and it did. I mean, it had to. You're still here today. Like, can you tell me a little bit about the struggles in the beginning? Because, I mean, first off, you went from X amount of dollars you were earning to zero. (laughs) So can you tell me a little bit about that beginning phase? Yeah. So basically, um, my focus was on trying to get some recurring revenue, monthly, monthly income that I could count on every month. Um, And I was... 
you know, trying to um, develop relationships. So I started with the local mom and pop businesses that I had relationships with. Um, and, and so there was a local bike shop um, that I had a relationship with. And so I approached him and I just told my story. I said, you know what? I'm, I realized through the years that small business owners like yourself um, really don't have anybody that you can lean on for advertising advice for unbiased advertising advice. And, um, you know, I'd like to work with you and, and be that unbiased person for you and guide you in investing your marketing dollars where you'll get the best bang for your buck and see the greatest return on your investment. And so I think they were sympathetic to that because, you know, a lot of them started in the exact same place. And so I think it really resonated. My story resonated with them and, um, helped me secure those first few clients. Nice. It's always good to have prior experience. But let's go back a little bit. You were marketing for a bank. Most people will be like, oh, a bank needs marketing? Why? I see Bank of America everywhere. Like, who would need marketing <laughs> for a bank? Uh, how did you go out there and market banks? Yeah. You know, and you wouldn't think that banks do need. But in my community, um, there was there's only one big national bank. The rest are all small community banks in this town, and there's a lot of them. Um, our community is actually considered overbanked because there are so many banks here. So, and it's really difficult to get people to change their checking accounts because it takes so much work to change your checking account. You know, you have all, especially these days with the digital world, you have all of your online pay bills, you know, set up in your online bill pay, and you have to reset all that. If you have any automatic deductions coming out, you have to contact all those companies. It's it's a real pain. So definitely a struggle. Um, and typically... No, I don't. No, I don't ever want to leave my bank. You just made me sound so stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and typically, wow, how we do that is um, we capture them at change of life moment. So, um, you know, if they're getting married or moving to a new community, um, moving to a new home, those kinds of things are opportunities when people might be looking to switch their bank. So um, mortgage, mortgage loans are great ways to bring in new banking customers. Oh, so, that's an yeah. interesting way to look at things. Yeah. You're like, you're buying a house, and now you're my customer for life. <laughs> <laughs> right. You offer, you know, you offer um, a discounted mortgage rate when they have a checking account with you, or you offer, you know, a discounted um, closing cost or something, some sort of a bonus if they, if they bring their checking with them. So, yeah. Cool. So let's fast forward to today. Like, um how many clients are you running with right now, and um, has your lifestyle like improved since you decided to go off in this entrepreneurial route? Yeah, you know, um, I've got to date since I start, I started my business five years ago, and to date I have over ninety clients that I've worked with. So I'm, and they're not all ongoing, obviously. Um, that would be a lot to, to handle, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I still, I'm still working with um, one of my very first clients that I signed on um, way back in the day. So I'm super excited about that and um, have a pretty good retention rate. So, yeah, I, I'm loving it. Um, you know, and through, through the five years, I've kind of, it hasn't, you know, it wasn't instant success by any means. Um, and when, you know, you I was searching for coaching programs and, you know, doing self-development. I never... What's you know, some of I the never, best coaching um, and self-development programs you've come across? Mm, you know, um, I would say... I, I just... I'm a, I'm a reader. I just read and consume everything I can. Um, and then I did finally invest in a coach. Um, it was probably, it was two years ago and I actually was led down the wrong path. Um, mm. which is again, that little voice, <laughs> you know, the, the program was, um, how to find your, your most lucrative niche. 
which, yes, that's what I want. That's what I need to grow my business. I need to find my target market who's going to um, bring me the most money. But the problem with that is it was not congruent with why my why. It was, you know, like I discussed earlier, my why was I wanted to help the little guy. You know, I wanted to... Um, wanted to help them succeed and make sure that they're investing their marketing dollars in the best way. And when I was working with this coach, he said, well, you have this banking background. Banks have tons of money to spend on marketing. You should be targeting banks, which, yeah, that makes logical sense. And so I started down that path, but it just wasn't where my joy was because it wasn't my why, you know? Is it because, like, you were so burned out about it and you were doing it for years and you didn't want to do it anymore? No. Well, I mean, I still enjoy it, and I actually still have a couple banks um, as clients. And, well, I think for me, what I I get the most satisfaction when I can make – when I can see a direct impact. And when you're working with a big organization, you know, and you're just a little piece of their big marketing plan, you don't see that big impact, you know? Whereas when you're working yeah. with a smaller business, um, you know, any little incremental change is really big for them. And, and it means so much more to them than it does for a big, giant company. So I, th- that I think that's sense. where I get my... Yeah, that's where I get my fuel, and and that's what that's what gets me jazzed up. Yeah, it's really nice when you get to see the impact of like getting someone up to the top of a listing, getting them more customers, anything where you're seeing that real direct impact. I mean, that's always a phenomenal thing to do. And I'm kind of sad that your uh, coach tried to direct you down that wrong path where you wanted, where they wanted you to go back to go to. Uh, servicing big banks um when did you get the aha moment that you were like this coach's information wasn't for me i need to go back to my roots um it was probably after i started working with um rachel peterson (laughs) oh rachel's amazing i know rachel yes yes i love her um yeah i started working with her and you know i realized because my my primary emphasis had been primary local businesses up until I started working with her. Um, and I knew that if I did go out online and start, you know, start cultivating client relationships online, um, that it would open up a lot more opportunities for me. And I, I guess I, you know, the previous coach had told me, you don't have as many opportunities of working with small business owners. They don't have the money that in order to, to make your business sustainable. Um, but there are small businesses out there. It's just in my small community of 60,000, there probably aren't enough to make me sustainable uh, on my own, you know. But if I open yeah. up, if I cast my net wider and I go more nationally or even internationally, yeah, so there's all kinds of opportunity out there. So what drew you to Rachel? You know, um, I, I just, I, I heard of her on, oh, it was, I was part of the, um, through the nine to five group on Facebook and she was in the very early stages of her, of her career. And I was, she actually offered to have a call with me on a question that I asked her about. And I thought, wow, that's crazy. She's actually, she's that open, you know? So I I said, yeah, I'm going to take her up on it. And we connected on Skype and, um, you know, I, she wasn't able to help me with a problem that I was having. Um, it was, was, this was back when ClickFunnels had just launched and I was having issues with ClickFunnels. Um, she wasn't ha- able to help me with that, but I could. Something just told me again. That little voice told me she's going to be something. I need to keep my eye on her. And <laughs> it was probably <laughs> a year and a half later um, that I I finally decided to join her group. And uh, 
now I'm part of her her inner circle of um, people that that she's, that were um, kind of in a mentoring program. So yeah, nice. That's pretty awesome. So she, you just connected with her. You realized that she was going to go on to big things. And you're like, oh, wow, she is actually going on to bigger things. So you decided to hop on and join in on the ride. Yeah, yeah. I just really connected with her, her authenticity. And, um, you know, when she wasn't able to solve my problem, she didn't try to feed me a line. <laughs> you know, she was just really open and honest. And she's like, oh, I, I don't know the answer to that one. You know, and she kind of went through the struggle with me, you know. Um, so I guess that made me made me like her and drawn to her even more. Yeah, but the interesting thing about her is when you give her a problem and she doesn't know, she goes and hunts for the answer, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, yep. I don't know. You don't know. But Rachel's going to go find it for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Rachel's pretty great about that. So she gave you this wider perspective where you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should go after a bigger audience. Um, Absolutely. What are some of the, the things that you did to like implement that and like make that happen? Um. Well, you know, just actually putting myself out there, being trying to be more visible. Um, the, things like this, like um, this this radio show interview with you, you know, I would have, I would have been pretty freaked out about that. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're not you freaked what? out about it? <laughs> Actually, I am a little bit if I, if I'm totally honest. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, you know, just putting myself out there, I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought this opportunity out, you know, even a year ago, it, it, it just would have seemed out of reach for me. So just taking that chance, and just doing it, going for it. And you know what? When I do it, I'm not, I'm not going to paint a false front. I'm not going to, you know, tell people that I'm all that if I don't feel like I am. Um, I'm, I'm just going to be honest and authentic, and I'm going to tell you, you know, what I know from my own experience and just be honest. And that's all oh, I that's can pretty, do. If you're honest... Yeah. If you're honest, there's nothing to be afraid of because it's not like you, anybody's going to expose you as a fraud because you're honest about where you are, you know? Exactly. And if you're going honest the whole way, then, I mean, like, what can anyone really say about you? They're like, oh, yeah, she's too honest. I mean, is that really an insult? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> if it is, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say you're too honest. How, how about that? I'll give you an insult today. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry it's okay to be nervous about your radio shows anything that you're really going on i mean like i never even thought i would have a radio show it's like here here's your radio show hop on this thing i'm like oh what radio show oh i gotta do this thing. What, what am i doing i mean like every single person like anytime you have an opportunity if you're not nervous about it then it's probably not really an opportunity that's worth having and i think that nervousness exactly. like yeah what it does is it like kind of keeps us in check and make sure and it's like our little voices saying you're doing the right thing that's why you're nervous right now and i'm going to keep making you nervous so you keep knowing you're doing the right thing but if you're not nervous that means you're doing the wrong thing and you have to start over and go find something that makes you nervous again and i think if you're living in the life with that kind of pattern it really kind of lays out things to like move forward so you're more excited about things it keeps you on edge it keeps you like learning your skills going out there and refining the things that you do so then um you're just putting yourself out there i mean right now we're going to be hopping into another commercial break and we'll be back in a few minutes once again you can find me at mr Leonard kim on twitter or at leonardkim.com and where can you find you again christina at rethink-marketing.com. Yay. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. 
Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Would you like to make more money, help more people, and have more fun? Tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show because you'll discover the money, mindset, and marketing skills that will help you create the abundant lifestyle you desire. As an international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and thought leader, Noah helps business owners increase their income, influence, and impact. So tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern noon pacific on the voice america influencers channel change starts here change starts now join us the voice america influencers channel this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, it's Leonard Kim and Christina Rader again. And we're back just to go over some a real interesting topic. And this topic is going to really go into like vision, vision and goals and where you really see yourself in the future. So what we're going to do in this segment is really, you know, bring out that crystal ball and, like, shake it up a little bit and see what it shows us in the future. Christina, what do you see in the future? What do I see in the future? Well, <laughs> I kind of went through this, um, this kind of vision exercise for my business. And, um, I've, you know, setting goals um, for myself and for my business has always been a struggle for me because the numbers just seem arbitrary and um, even though, you know, my vision is I want to, I want to impact small entrepreneurs and I want to help them succeed. And um, how, how do you quantify that and do a measurable goal? That's really hard. You know, you can do it by revenue, but does that mean anything? You can do it by the number of entrepreneurs that you help. But again, what does that number really mean? Where does that number come from? So, um, yeah, I guess I just kind of looked at, okay, where do I want to be when I hit retirement? And, you know, which for me is probably 15 years down the road. Um, mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to do that, then how am I going to get there? Um, and just kind of backing up into that goal. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, what I would like to do is build an agency um, for myself and have it be something that I can sell off. So I don't want to, I don't want the, the company that I build to be based on me. Um, I want to build a, a separate brand, separate from me. Um, but I want it to still have my values and my, um, my influence. But I want it to be a standalone thing, too, so that there's some value there to sell that at some point. And so. is that what you see for the future of Rethink Marketing? Yes. Yeah. I'd like to um, bring on people, again, um, supporting people that are just young, up and coming, right out of school. I want to foster them, train them up um, in, to be successful marketers. And I want to encourage them to go on and create their own businesses too, you know. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my big vision is mm. just to help everybody succeed, help everybody realize their full potential, 
And that's just really what I'm passionate about is I don't want talent to go unwasted. So you really want to go wasted. (laughs) So you want, you want to bring out the best in people and make them shine. Right. Yeah. So So you're a small business owner. It's a really unique question. Yeah. It's a really unique question. So most people, what they do is they end up going to work for a job. They realize that they don't want to work at the job anymore. So they go off and start their own new thing, right? Kind of like the pathway that you took. You were working at a bank. You're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do my own thing, right? Yep. So let's say you want to go out there and build this big agency. Aren't people going to go into your business and say the same thing? Just curious. Aren't they going to come to my business and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go start my own thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I want them to do that. If that's what they feel called to do, I want to encourage that. And I want to support that. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective to look at because most people are like, you know, I'm going to leave and do my own thing. And they're like, oh, wait, now people are leaving and doing their own thing to me. What just happened? (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? I I think that um, we, for some reason, our, our culture fears competition. But really, there's only one you. And you're the only person that can provide your services. You know, everybody's unique, and everybody puts a little bit different spin on what they offer. You cannot duplicate the same thing, even if it's the same service. You can't duplicate the same delivery, the same results. You know, it's just not possible. So I don't think that, that. that competition, yeah, I don't think competition should be feared. I think it's something that if we collaborate, we can actually we can all be successful and we can get there faster by yeah, working together. True. So what's the most collaborative project you've worked on? The most collaborative project? Um, I'm working on uh, a funnel right now, a sales funnel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've got um, somebody I'm working with on Facebook ads, um, somebody that um, is helping with the technical side of the funnel and the automations. And then um, I'm helping with the copywriting and the strategy of the actual funnel. So that's, you know, I, and if you get too many cooks in the kitchen, and then of course there's a client too that we're collaborating with. But yeah, you don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen though, otherwise you don't get it done. Hmm. Yeah, that? I can see that. Oh, I was just asking what happens when you get too many cooks, but you just answered that. Mm. Yeah, it just, um, you know, it's difficult to have much progress. But at the same time, everybody has strengths and strengths and weaknesses. My weakness is the technical side, you know, that the, mm-hmm. when, when stuff breaks, on my computer, it's the most infuriating thing for me ever. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody else to handle that or, you know, it'll, I'll just pull my hair out. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. When anything breaks, I have no idea how to fix it. I'm like, so can I just buy a new one? <laughs> right. Can we just start over? <laughs> exactly. Start over. Like when then you get your like new hack- computer you get your new computer and it takes you like a whole day to set it up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like one time someone yeah. hacked into my website. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Can I throw it away and make a new website? <laughs> like I don't want to yeah. deal with any of this anymore. Yeah, it's a nightmare right. when things come yeah. and attack you. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I guess, yeah, just realizing your strengths and your weaknesses and finding people that complement that and then working together and it's just, the best of both worlds because everybody gets to shine nice so it seems like you've got everything all together now things are going well what's your travel plans for the next year travel plans um yes we just completed a uh remodel on our house so we have been putting off our uh 20 year anniversary trip to antigua and now Antigua has just been hit with um, hurricane. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I was hoping to go there this February, but we'll see. Probably uh, somewhere warm. 
Yeah. Somewhere somewhere near Antigua or somewhere that feels like Antigua. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Yeah. We'll have to keep our eye on the on the recovery there. See how that's yeah. going. Hopefully it's going pretty well. Puerto Rico just got hit too. What was that? Puerto Rico was just hit too. Oh yes, I know. Yeah. Devastating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are your so, travel plans? My travel plans, let's see. Saturday, I'm going to a wedding that's local. Next week, Saturday, I'm going to New York just so just to go to a chocolate chip cookie contest, cook off, cook, chocolate chip cookie adventure. Like who, oh, who travels like to, who travels from LA to New York just to go to a chocolate chip cookie thing? Um, yeah, me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, in February, I'm going to go to. Banff, which is which is in uh, north of Calgary, Canada, about an hour north, and I'm gonna go skiing. I'm gonna go dog sledding. I'm gonna I don't know how to ski or dog sled, but I'm gonna go figure it out. I'm gonna go speak there on some fear topic. Then in July, I'm going to South Carolina, I think, to talk about like personal branding. And that's what I have in my calendar as of right now. But, I mean, more things will probably pop up. Uh, maybe I should do something in December since that's when my birthday is. Maybe I'll go um, eat a cupcake somewhere special. Not sure yeah. what's special, but somewhere. <laughs> You're but one I'm of those December do... babies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what happens there, got, right? Like... I think we've got probably a third of my family was born in December. It just seems like, <laughs> yeah, Christmas rolls around and then all the birthdays hit too. Wow, two-thirds of your family only has to buy one gift. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> we still do too because we feel bad for you December babies. <laughs> oh, lucky you. I only get one gift still. They're like, here's your combination. I'm like, what, what do you mean combination? Uh, oh. when, <laughs> when I go to McDonald's, I get a combination, but that's because it's easier to order. <laughs> I don't get it because I want two gifts in one. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. No, and I and my mom is my mom brought me up. I don't wrap birthday gifts in Christmas paper, so yeah, that was that's her pet peeve. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, if I got a gift wrapped in Christmas paper, I'd be like, oh, so where's my birthday gift? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so with your agency, do you think you're going to do anything interesting and new and cutting edge this next year? Interesting, new, and cutting edge. Um, I am looking at... I'm looking at starting some online courses. That's something that I haven't done yet. Because um, I, I do, I, I enjoy, you know, pouring into people and training them and teaching them and, you know, helping them realize their full potential. You know, it's all in alignment with that, with that vision. So, yeah. What were you thinking of teaching them? Um, I really enjoy branding. That's, that's my favorite. Um, I like the design side of it, and I also like the the strategy behind the brand as well, helping helping people communicate their brand um, with words as well. So basically a course on how to go out there and build a corporate brand. Yes, but more cool. for a small business. I don't want to be corporate. Small, okay, how to build a small <laughs> business brand. Yes, yes. Cool. And where exactly. were you planning to host that? Um, I haven't gotten that far yet, but it potentially ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels? You don't want to host it on um, the Influence Tree Courses world? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. You're right. I do. Yeah. Silly me. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I yes. heard about this great thing where you could like learn all these things that you need for business. Maybe that's a good place where we could do it. And um, I mean, if maybe. you need help and resources to help set everything up, maybe 
the infantry people can help you with that. <laughs> that would be great. Yes, that's definitely yeah. where I'm going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just send me an email after this. Um, we'll start a little discussion with Ryan, and we'll set everything up, and we'll start working on some material. So usually that what we great. do for that is um, you film the video, we'll make out the course lesson plan and everything for you, and we'll cover the resources and just, you know, set it up, help you market it, and all that fancy stuff. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah, I'm so on. now we found I'm out where you're going. And we found out where I'm yes. going, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. It looks like we're both going to the same place now. Awesome. More time with cool. Leonard Kim. Bring it oh, on. Yay. It's going to be fun. <laughs> we're going to have a cupcake party. I'll send you a cupcake once the course is complete. Sounds good. Yay. Well, we're about to wrap up on the show. I really do appreciate having you here, Christina. Uh, once again, um, we covered this wonderful topic of what to do when that little voice tells you what to do. And right now, the little voice told Christina that she's going to work with me and we're going to build out a course together on corporate branding. How exciting is that? Now, you can always I'm come and find... Fun. Yeah, it's, it's super exciting, right? You're like, oh my God, this is really happening. This is really happening. And all she had to do was listen to her voice that said, hey, Le hey, hey Christina, hop on Leonard's radio show and just talk to him about who knows what. And guess That's what? That's right. That's what we did. <laughs> and That's right. Once, listen to your voice, people. <laughs> exactly. Once again, you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter and Instagram and all those other fancy places. And you can find me at LeonardKim.com and you can find Christina Breather at where again? Rethink-marketing.com. Yeah, make sure you put that dash in there and we're signing out and thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.